This is Premier from the Premier Trio, and this room sounds great. It's like having a safety net and a blanket and a pillow fort all at the same time. My friend Charlie ate Chuck Berry's pimented sandwich. That was funny. Like, give me a reason to run, <laughs> you know. It's for the gallery? Okay, I'll run. I'll do it. Yeah, you know. Well, hello, podcast land. This is Reese Williams, and this is This Room Sounds Great. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to us on your commute or while you jog or walk your dog or spy on your neighbors, whatever it is you're doing. We are very happy that you have chosen us for your ear holes. <laughs> Today's guest is Prabir of the Prabir Trio. They're going to be on Shaco in a couple of weeks. Hello, good sir. What's up? <laughs> I will allow you to introduce yourself, what you do in the band, maybe what your genre is, and how long the band's been together, just so we have a little foundation. Yeah, sure. Uh, so my name is Prabir. Uh, you know, I think I think the trio has been around for like five, four or five years, something like that, uh, at some capacity. You know, I play guitar and I write tunes and I uh, sing and uh, have a blast playing with my bandmates, Kelly Strawbridge, Russell Lacey, and Kanika Cook. Wait, that makes four of you. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. We, oh, no. Oh, no. Foiled. Foiled by literalism. Again. I may not be the brightest bulb <laughs> in the pack, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cute. You just didn't want to come up with a new name. Is that all? I mean, what is a trio, really? Mm -hmm. It's four people, you know? <laughs> move on. <laughs> well, let's do move on. Uh, so I know that you just put out an album. and We're, we're about to. Yes. Yeah. And that's what you'll be performing on Chaco, I'm sure, as well as some on the On the release date. It is. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. Oh, look at us. Yeah. And I happen to know, you know, I stalk you on Instagram. I find you to be one of the most engaging musicians feeds that I follow because most musicians, if they're not excited about marketing, um, uh, more times it can become a chore. Like, hey, we have to make sure we're in front of people's faces and let them know what we're doing. And so then a lot of time the posts are very just informational. Hey, we have this coming up. We're going to be at this gig. Here's an album. Um, every now and again, people throw in some personal things about the dog or whatever. But you have the warmest most engaging. Recently, you did an event online with your mother who was cooking. Yeah. Um, you just sent out the lighted up kits. Mm -hmm. um, so so tell me, you know, about your feed. And it clearly doesn't look like a chore at all. And, and what it does is it just brings everybody into the fold. And I think that creates another level of appreciation for your music. Well, that's very sweet of you to say. That's very nice. Um, I, I, yeah, it's not a chore. I love what I do. Uh, I love making music. I love play, playing music with my friends. Uh, there are fun ideas that some people can execute, and uh, there are ideas that some can't approach, you know? So I love doing the the fun stuff, you know, and uh, and there are some that don't work out, and there's just you know, I mean, this, it's just, it doesn't matter. It's just that it, the the tool is there, um, and if you know, if it's, I don't know, how do I how do I phrase this? Uh, I'm not trying to just like 
put out stuff all the time for no reason. I'm just I'm kind of like, you know, let's do this for this or, you know, like find some sort of purpose in it, some sincere interest in it, you know. I was just going to say, it comes across very sincere. And, yeah, it's not it's not so much just a like buy the, you know, like buy this thing. It's it's more like, you know, y'all, like let's celebrate this thing that's, together, you that's know. That's what I like, get is you make us a part of it, which yeah, I really and, like. And it's fun and, and, and my friends are so lovely in supporting the efforts, you know, and you know, everybody, you're, you're kind for saying all these things. And it's just nice to uh, occasionally take a break from the work that lays ahead of us. We have a lot of, as a culture and as a <laughs> as a species, we have a lot of work that lays ahead of us. And when, when you turn away from it, you know, because you have to every now and then for your own sanity, you kind of have to have some layer to thought, you know. It can't just be a... Um, we, we nothing is benefited when we become one dimensional, you know. So uh, when you turn away from that, and if you need something to smile about, I'd I'd be happy to <laughs> be in that part of the Aww. world, you know. So uh, I, I love doing it. It's just fun. It, and it's it comes fun. across that way. Yeah, we, thank you. When you say we have a lot of work to do, and and we'll do we'll we'll get back to music. We really will. Um, we recently had Star Coast on, and their show was all about love, and they did a fundraiser for their fellow musicians and artists. All the money that was collected, they wanted to give to a COVID-19 relief fund for artists. And so I always say, you know, I know it's hippie. I know it's I'm not the first one. If we love ourselves and we love each other, things will really fall into place. I always say happy people are not assholes. And yeah. so if you can take responsibility for yourself, make yourself happy, and then what you're doing, you're not only creating music that makes people happy, but this lovely... Just just little line of engagement and communication, um, watching you put those little kits together and then the picture of you mailing them out. It's just you feel like you're a part of it. Oh, uh, thank you. So you're thank doing you. a really sincere, good job. So those kits were about the new album. So tell me about the new album. Yeah. And it literally is an album yeah, I saw today. It's a full it's a full record uh, and CD and digital album, you know, Uh Gotta keep the algorithms involved. <laughs> Can't not have the algorithms involved. Mm -hmm. The algorithms. Um, so it was just neat to see that format again. You know, yeah. just yeah. So uh, the yeah, it's it's going to be a fun record. It's called Haji, um, which means yes in Hindi. Uh, it kind of a respectful yes, uh, not just a normal yes. There's a few different ways to say yes in Hindi. Um, so it's kind of, you know, the formal respectful yes to everybody. Um, and it's a collection of tunes that have been kind of cobbled together over the last few years uh, and really kind of funneled into a record in the last year, um, very concentrated. Was that because of COVID? Like, did that jumpstart it? Was it a big push? Was it just uh, the right time? We had been working on it prior to COVID, but, um, you know, once, once uh, everything was off the table in terms of gigging, we kind of had a more implicit push on completing the album, on getting some, you know, other stuff made around it, like like really thinking about what's neat for an album cover instead of just rushing something with a quick, you know, photo shoot or whatever, you know, uh, that would be easy. But um, what's the more uh, kind of artful approach to it? So, um, the year had had tremendous both uh, gains and losses. I think, uh, but yeah, I think it, you know for the, for the record, it helped us uh, have concentrated time to complete it. You know, 
uh, at least for me, I, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but uh, for me, at least it felt like that's what was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when it got done. So, you know, I would say that was the result. Perfect. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you hear, anytime I hear the phrase within the last year or that, of course, my mind goes there. And so I've been asking everybody, you know, what has the landscape been like for you since? And most people have, honest to goodness, just made the best of it and had some great strides. It's a different direction than what they were anticipating, of course, but everyone's made the best use of their time. So what is your songwriting like? Are you the type of guy who scribbles on receipts? Are you disciplined each day? Is it about experiences? Is it about the future? All yeah, of the above. <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, I think so, right? Um, uh, songwriting to me is like an ecosystem. Um, you know, you need you need a lot of different things. You know, you can't, otherwise you're going to write one thing over and over, you know. So, um, I don't know. I feel like uh, sometimes songs are written while, you know, uh, I'm walking and sometimes they're written while there's a guitar in my hand. Sometimes it's when I'm behind a drum set. Uh, you know, uh, you know, there's this. Let's go there. Okay, um, I was about to not go there, but but but, but let's go there. Okay, um, this has no scientific backing, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and put that at the beginning of this entire thing. But it's just an interesting thought. Okay, um, so without without life um without the energy needed for blood flow and uh, a heart to beat and all that uh the brain ceases to function you know uh and when the brain ceases to function we lose consciousness right and at some point we gain consciousness or at some point when a human is born they gain consciousness or something at some at point i don't know what that point is you know but at some point the you start getting it you know so one kind of neat thought that occasionally crosses my mind is about what, like, what is consciousness, right? What is what is it to be conscious? Um, is it is it to you know like am I consciously? You know, I mean, this is going to sound like such a ridiculous thing for anyone who's listening right now, and they're like, <laughs> you know, what the hell is this dude talking about? This is not Neil deGrasse but, Tyson, I swear. Yeah, no, no, but, but 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 here's the thing, like, you know, like, we're, are we we're, are we consciously, we're conscious when we're paying bills, I guess, you know, but like it's- We're aware. We're, yeah, yeah, there's, but, but see, that's, but that's the thing, right? And so, like, you know, what if the brain is like a receiver for, it's like an antenna for consciousness, you know? Mm-hmm. And so while you are alive, you have the energy to maintain the work that this antenna does. And when you don't, maybe it goes away. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing or not. But if it is a thing, I wonder, are there other types of antenna? Like, I don't know. Like, why is it that I can write a song while running once, but I can't a second time, but... I can write a song behind a drum set the next day, but then a week later, if I sit down to write, you know, like, what's, are there things happening? Like, what's the, how does it work? I don't know. You asked how the songwriting works. I'm saying, I don't know how it works. Well, isn't there also, you know, we talk about this with musicians. I have no clue. I have no idea. Those shower moments or those moments where you're doing something completely different because it frees up that space for your, finally your subconscious. Maybe, yeah. To meet your conscious maybe and actually flow. But for writing all the songs on Hanji, for example, you know, uh, they all, like, I mean, I have 
I know exact memories of how each one of them was written, and they were all kind of, uh, I don't want to say they were complete songs all at once, but they were pretty close to complete because it was just like the idea was, uh, you know, write a song about U.S. history. Well, I mean, like you have to... <laughs> You have to go very broad range on that. You can't get into the nooks and crannies. Otherwise, you're not going to cover the entire span of, you know, the... And is it one perspective or is it just factual events? I mean, you uh, could go so many yeah, different I, ways. Yeah, I did a 1400 to present day in three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, I, I don't know. I love songwriting, though. I don't know how it happens, but when it does, it's awesome and I love it. And it happens in a lot of different ways. So Go for yeah, a I, ride. Yeah, I have no I have no solid answer for that one. <laughs> Just a weird thought, that's all. How long have you been in the Richmond music scene? Um a long time. Uh let's see. Uh my first gig in Richmond was uh in, at, at this place called Moondance, uh which was in Shaco Bottom, which was a really fun uh they had fun Sunday night gigs where they allowed younger bands to play mm -hmm. and um my band played there when i was in i just graduated high school what were they called oh uh, that band was called uh murfreesboro okay uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> good times uh it was good times actually it's all been good times luckily you know i'm kind of spoiled in that regard um but uh yeah our first gig was at moondance that must have been 98 Mm -hmm. something like that and then I started playing Alley Cats on the uh, Sunday matinees and then eventually you start playing at McCormick's and then once you've played at McCormick's and Alley Cats you can get a gig at Twister's and then once you get a gig at Twister's the sky's the limit after that folks come on you, you have made it you've played Twister's you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. um, and then yeah and then uh, just whatever and then so I, over as as venues ebbed and flowed and came and went and all that you know and as musicians came and went and as bands came and went i've played probably in the richmond area since yeah about 2000 okay well let's hear a little taste of, of the album that's coming out i i'd like to play the title track if that's okay with you the title track i love that one well the, the uh, not maybe the title track but the the big one you've been promoting with the kits and... oh, oh light up in mm -hmm. the name of love yeah, yeah. I like okay that one. let's let's listen to that one that one's just gotten the most buzz online you know what i'm saying mm-hmm a silly song oh it's incredible it's so long and loud <laughs> it's rock 
It's just yeah. so nice to hear rock. Yeah, it's loud. It's, it's so it's pure. It's what I grew up listening to, you mm-hmm. know, and that's kind of the easiest interpretation to. It's a kind of like how I react to things. If someone were to, you know, uh, I don't know, if something were to happen in my life, the easiest reaction is to write a song. Right on. You know, you feel compelled. Just it's... done, and then and then you can at least get it out. You know, mm-hmm. when you write, do you write each piece of music, or do you let the other members of the band write their pieces? Oh, um, well, with the trio, they are. I mean, yeah, I just bring the song to them, and then they kind of are, uh, you know, they're all way better than I am at anything I <laughs> could ever possibly do. Um, so, no, I would never tell them what to do. Uh, but we're, we're, we're pretty good about uh, just kicking around ideas, and, you know, uh, the best idea sticks around, you know. Um, we And we play the songs out so much that it gives us a chance to experiment and play with it. And... Uh, you know, Kelly and Russell and Kanika are all just musically just phenomenal. Mm. So, you know, it's like having the uh, it's like having a safety net and a blanket and a pillow fort all at the same time. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> for me as a songwriter, it's like we can do no wrong. I <laughs> you suddenly know? got really tired. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I'm just like comfortable the whole time, you know, just there no matter what happens. What has been one of your most memorable performances? um it looked like one jumped to mind there (laughs) yeah there have been a couple um over the years we've had some pretty interesting experiences uh you know we love playing of course like anytime we can play on a big stage so anytime we get a chance to play a festival or broadberry or something like that that's always fun just because you get like actual room to turn up and you know all that um but, you know, I think, like, for me personally, um, my favorite show that I ever play uh, every year, except for last year, I was really heartbroken. It didn't happen last year. But uh, my favorite show that I, I don't know if I should say this because I'll be, like, blowing it up maybe, but um, uh, is the is the Bamboo Christmas Party. Okay. Uh, so Bamboo is a bar in the fan, uh, and it's the greatest bar on earth, and it's the best bar in Richmond and it's my favorite place to go ever and it's where Kelly Russell Kanika and I hang out all the time and uh just for years they've for some reason (laughs) I'm very flattered and honored but for some reason I've been like a part of their um bamboo uh, Christmas parties for for years so I you know and I've now written a song about bamboo um about how I'm a how much I love bamboo uh so uh, that gig probably is like comes to mind as what my favorite gig is. Like, just imagine going to your favorite bar and playing a set, and it's just like <laughs> the nicest, most fun experience. Um, it, you know, the uh, movie Casablanca. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the house band at Rick's, which is led by Sam. You know, it's like the most romantic thought in the world to be like, you know what, we're gonna just be the band. Y'all have your night, you know. But of course we're loud af so you know <laughs> you're not going to be probably having conversations while we're playing but uh, it's just fun to be like the band at bamboo at your favorite bar that's that's like annually my favorite gig that we do because it also leads to you know as you can imagine shenanigans hijinks yeah hijinks shenanigans and tomfoolery mayhem yeah mayhem yes. chaos all the good confusion stuff. <laughs> regrets <laughs> you know uh 
uh, and and chances for change. <laughs> Evidence. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's a it's an experience. That's that's a gig to you know that I always am like that would be my favorite. So you said you guys are loud AF. Uh, what what are your main musical influences? Like, what was the very first piece of music you ever owned yourself? Oh, and what, uh. <laughs> and what format was it on? Well, I mean, you know, my very first piece of music uh, that I owned in the United States, um, because in India we owned a bunch of records and stuff that the family owned, you know, and I wouldn't say they were mine per se. But in the States, um, there was a cassette that was a free cassette that you would get um, if you purchased some kind of pizza from Pizza Hut or something. And it was a Beach Boys greatest hits, like free cassette. And uh, we had just moved to the States and we had no money or anything, you know, and so this came with the cassette and I was like, well, this is amazing, but we have no way of listening to it, you know. So then we got a uh, tape player that was like one of those automated dog mouth tape players. So like when whenever they were singing, the dog would open its mouth because it was on sale somewhere and it was affordable. Hence, we got it and had a dog. So that made sense for the kids, me and my brother, you know. So uh, and think f- back to how bad that sound must have been on that well, toy. Yeah, but you know, but as a kid, when you hear Surfing USA for the first time, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like your head explodes. You know, uh, when you hear uh, uh, "Help Me, Rhonda," it's, it was the Beach Boys' greatest hits. It's all the early Beach Boy stuff. So it was from the it was from whatever their first single was. I think it was "Surfing Safari" or something like that. Uh, up to good vibrations and then they stopped you know and so that was the first cassette that I owned and then the second cassette I owned I remember very vividly was called Coming Out of Our Shells and it was a album by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles (laughs) Um, and then my third cassette was uh, Vanilla Ice to the Extreme oh dear yeah you know, and then uh, after, you are a zeitgeist, my friend. <laughs> yeah, and then and then after that, we moved up to CDs, and my first CD was um, MTV Party to Go Volume Two, which was awesome. You have all the hits on it. You get Playground by ABC. Come on, at you, the playground. Yeah, you, you know? know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got that. And then um, Summertime by Will Smith. Ooh, good one. It's a good one. Good one. Uh, the weird one that was on there was the uh, <laughs> the one by. What was it called? It was, it was the band was called Enigma. I think it was called Silence or something like that. It I, was. I, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, that's kind of like my first. That as a kid, as like a young, you know, preteen, that's kind of like the music that was happening, and that's where I was kind of like hearing like uh, my first take at structure of songs and what makes this song different from this song, and being able to analyze delivery of you know this person singing it like this versus you know. You just kind of like nitpick everything as a kid, you know. Well, you were studying it, it sounds like, from an early age already. Well, yeah, I mean, everything around you. I mean, you look at school buses or trees or whatever, and you're just like fascinated by the world, you know. And, uh, you know, fortunately, mom and dad were very supportive of anything we wanted to do. So mine ended up kind of going in the more musical route, you know. And so that was always encouraged. So that... So buying music and stuff was always kind of like, that was okay. You know, like as long as it was good and it wasn't offensive. You know? Sure. You strike me as the type, do you have any pre-show rituals? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any legal pre-show rituals? Yeah. Um, <laughs> before every show, we have a band meeting mm-hmm. where we hang out and we have a band meeting. Okay. Things are talked about. Of course. Topics are brought to the table. Discussions are had. Yes. <laughs> Views are heard. 
uh, gossip is exchanged. Ooh. We know who's banging who. Uh-huh. Before you get on stage, FYI, I just talked to X and X is banging Y. We just want to just keep that in mind. So for Shaco, can I run out to the alley with you guys and be a part of the meeting? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Can sure. I be a fly on the wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> fly on the wall. That sounds good. Um, and good to know there's an alley for the band meeting. There is. Yes. <laughs> right out. That's where you can load in. And, and load out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wink, wink. So oh, what, what keeps you busy and active and keeps you a well-rounded person when you're not creating music? Uh, what do you into? Stress. Oh, that's a great <laughs> motivator. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love uh, I love all the stuff I do. Um, music is a big part of it. Uh, I also have a large role at Gallery 5, which is an arts organization in Jackson Ward. Um, and... Uh, that takes up a lot of time. I heard know. about the Gallery 5K coming up. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. It's going to be sweet. Um, you know, and uh, it, it it's it's a role that I uh, am trying to take as you know seriously as possible because I don't want to. Uh, you know, this uh, this pandemic has tested a lot of uh, you know l- levies, so to speak. You know, um, and. The gallery's been around for 16 years because of the hard work that has been put in by dozens of individuals at this point, you know. And uh, I'm trying to take it seriously because uh, they their work deserves the longevity of the organization, you know. And the community has been very vocal in their, you know, support for our organization. So, you, you know, I don't want to let a lot of people down. <laughs> Right. You know, plus I legitimately do think that when there's more art and more uh, ideas being exchanged, we're we're better off for it, you know. Um, so whether it's cleaning up a neighborhood or doing a gallery of 5K route around murals, you know, um, to infuse a little bit of art and uh, kind of that jolt of cognitive, you know, bliss. Uh, just by looking, or or just intrigue and curiosity by looking at something, the thoughts that something can elicit in somebody. It's a neat, uh, it's a neat, like, you know, thing to be a part of. Like if 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 it were to be a drop of paint on a complete canvas that someone's working on a masterpiece, you know. Uh, just to be a drop on there, you know. Um, part of the collective. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it is, you know. And so, so yeah, that's a big part of what keeps me busy uh, is making sure that's going swimmingly. Uh, and thanks to the community and the volunteers and the staff and the board, it is. Um, and then I also have a company that I run called The Great Big Everything, which is a... Um, a sm- just a small endeavor. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little, it's a little side hustle, um, <laughs> and that's a kind of content and a planning, consulting kind of racket, so to speak. Um, worked with a lot of great people over the years. Uh, still working with a lot of great people over the years. Uh, Isn't Richmond great? Yeah, it allows for those communities to facilitate kind of these long-term trajectory kind of things. Have you played internationally? I have, but not with the trio. Okay. Yeah. Where did you play? What what band I've was I played it? a couple of times in India mm-hmm. when I've been there. That was it's always been fun. 
Um, and Were then, you playing loud AF? No. Okay. <laughs> I was, okay. <laughs> uh, but I was playing, uh, you know, loud by their stand. I mean, yeah, I, I just don't think that uh, most of the stuff, most of the live music in the places in India that I've been, at least, um, they aren't kind of, they're kind of more set up for the classical traditional Indian music, or you have to like really make an event out of it for some sort of original outfit to just like play. There aren't like neighborhood bands, you know, like there aren't like, I'm going to go see who's playing at the X club down the street. You know, you do have those in the bigger cities, but they also kind of lean heavy on the covers and that kind of stuff, you know? And then if you get to resorty places, you'll have live music everywhere, but they'll be doing, again, it'll be primarily covers or old classic Hindi movie songs, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it it has a, every place has its own scene. Of course, like the metal scene is huge. So, you know, there's a really active and very supportive metal community. Um, and there's also a pretty supportive and active EDM community, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but like for like the rock and roll kind of stuff, um, I haven't really run across uh, what I think is equivalent to anything here. Uh, you kind of have to be like on a festival or in a movie or like there has to be some kind of push, you know, some re- real push. Something to anchor it yeah. instead of just. Okay. All right. You ever run into any celebrities or almost missed a celebrity or? Uh, in India Anywhere. specifically? Oh, Anywhere. oh, oh, yeah. I've run into lots of sure. Uh, who do you want to talk about? Well, yeah. <laughs> give us the dish on everybody, Prabir. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean you just you know when you do it enough, you run into people. You know, so sure. I mean, like we've done tours with you know over the years. I've played music with celebrities because I ended up opening up for them, you know, like it was a huge thrill to open up for Dr. Dog for a while. And then uh, I've met everybody, I've met and opened for everybody in Ben Folds and Ben Folds 5, you know, Um, you know, and you bump into people at festival. I mean, we did a tour with Motion City Soundtrack. Like, I mean, you just, you meet people uh, and playing festivals, you know, like I don't know. I saw Dave Grohl talk to Jeff Tweedy, got to see Sharon Jones, you know, mm. uh, my friend Charlie <laughs> ate Chuck Berry's pimento chan- sandwich. That was funny. Do you know? You know? <laughs> I uh, ate one of Paul Oakenfold's bananas backstage once. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you're, yeah, there you go. You know, uh, you run into people, you know, but not, not to where it's like, you know, we're hanging out. Right. And like, you know meeting up for a drink at Bamboo, you know, not like that, but... <laughs> Anybody you were really, really awestruck by? Um, you know, <laughs> um, I was, I didn't see this person, but I was bummed to know that they were there and I missed them, um, which was David Attenborough. Mm. Uh, and that was at a thing in D.C. And... Um, I, I, I arrived just a little too late and uh, my bandmates were like, man, David Attenborough was just here. And I was like, <sighs> oh, you are kidding me. <sighs> like, you know, that is insane. Like that I would have probably like lost it for, you know. Um, but, you know, it was, I don't know. I mean, I've, I think uh, when, uh, when I was in, when I was, uh, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago, maybe like it was 15 years ago, um, I got to uh, see B.B. King. Ooh. And uh, I got to, uh, I wouldn't say I got to meet B.B. King because that would infer that like we actually had a conversation. It was not like that at all. It was literally just a backstage thing where 
I was allowed to be like within feet of Phoebe King, you know, and he gave me, uh, he was like, hey, how's it? And he just kind of like was giving uh, these little guitar picks to the people that were backstage and he handed one to me and I was just like, I just kind of touched B.B. King's hand, <laughs> you know, like just like it grazed my knuckle. His hand grazed. I'm never going to. This I need to get the tattoo of a knuckle grazing my knuckle on this knuckle because because B.B. King's knuckle grazed this knuckle. Like I was just that, that was like that was a big one. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the next one that I encounter is probably going to be the next huge one because mm-hmm. they happen so few and far between. The band's plans for the summer. Well, we're going to put out Hanji, May 11th, um, and then we're going to let the world kind of breathe, literally, mm. you know, um, and we're kind of like looking to kind of, I'll be doing a couple of things uh, this summer uh myself and then i think the band kind of is going to be a little bit more active in the fall mm-hmm. when we can kind of have the opportunity to play stages you yeah. know because we're we're definitely a um we we have trouble doing the acoustic set you know so <laughs> uh so we need we need we need room um and i need i need a three-foot clearance you know mm-hmm. to move back and forth or something so um i can't wait but so but yeah so i think we're gonna i think we're gonna the band will kind of ease more into the regular thing closer towards the uh, end of summer uh, beginning of fall uh, our drummer kelly is also about to become a dad so he's gonna have some you know fam time in june mm-hmm. uh, which we're very excited for him and his beautiful wife erin um so you know i think i think uh, initially we're gonna kind of put the record out you know do the do the push to get people to check it out spend some time with it and then uh by the time they're done Checking it out, we're going to be ready to play. <laughs> so, when they've absorbed it through osmosis. Yeah, yeah you know we're gonna we're gonna work on probably you know most likely do another video because that's part of the fun of mm-hmm. uh, life. Uh, so I know we're also yeah well I know for a fact we're gonna release another video, uh, which is going to be the next the the next I don't know why I just said next it will be the single uh, at, that we will be releasing after the album comes out. And uh, that song is called America, and it's about the one I was this talking about. This is the about. history. This mm-hmm. is the quick history lesson uh, via Premier Trio of uh, these United States. Um, as learned by me, uh, the whole album uh, is kind of the, it's in, it's like the immigrant experience uh, of, it starts with leaving India, the very first track, you know, starts with leaving India, and then uh, being a kid and taking that last step uh, or you know, onto the pl- onto the plane, you're now no longer mm. in India, and then landing in JFK, and then the first thing you see is a mohawk, and you're like, okay, this is not India, you know, um, <laughs> and that's and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, you know, like so. Uh, from there, you kind of have to learn about things like you know, uh, what is this? Where are we? You have to learn about American history very quickly because you have to acclimate to traditions and. Uh, cultural ongoings that they don't explain to you at customs, you know, they don't sit, they don't sit you down and explain to you uh, what 
uh, like uh, Lent is, or like you know, they don't they don't even go into. You think Hanukkah is mentioned anywhere? You know, like for anything. Like so, you learn you have to learn a lot about what is and isn't a thing. You know. Well, even growing up here, we learn about it differently depending on what part of the country we absolutely, live in. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you that. no, absolutely. And that's the thing is that you know, like in India, we didn't learn about George Washington and all that. America kind of is primarily just taught in India as a force of World War II. You know, that's kind of like the primary thing you learn. Prior to that, you learn that it was one of the kind of more colonial, you know, kind of uh, off-branch problems that didn't work out so well for the United Kingdom, you know, which gave Indians hope because India was at the time a colonial um, uh, territory of UK. My, like my dad was born a British subject, you know. Right. right. Um, India's independence only came in 1947. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a new country. Um, if you're just joining us, this is American history with <laughs> Prabir from the Prabir Trio. Yeah. It's yeah. Indian history. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, yeah. But so when I came, you know, but like learning about America, learning about like, you know, people working, the, you know, nine to five thing isn't, an, that's not an Indian thing, uh, but it is here. It's the backbone of here, you know. Um, you know, falling in love with rock and roll. Um, and then creating it yourself. Yeah, oh. yeah, and learning about, you know, just learning about all the stuff, you know, that happens. And then so it's kind of the uh, missing missing home, uh, having no one to relate to. Like, you know, as a teenager, I was the only Indian kid with the guitar, you know. Um, that's not what Indian kids did, you know. Um so that was a weird thing, you know. But yeah, so uh, stuff like that. So it's kind of that whole like adjusting to being in the States as an immigrant album. And that's Hanji. So that's, so, you know, we're going to- That's gonna, incredible. We're going to put out some more stuff about that uh, this summer. Um, and then hopefully by the fall when venues are perhaps more attainable uh, at a- practical and efficient and safe mm, capacity you know safe, yeah uh maybe then we could kind of chat more on what that looks like other and if not we're just going to keep hitting it virtually i mean we're not going to stop you know no 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 no. where can people go for more information on the premier trio i put that in air quotes yeah um it is a trio you don't need to put it in quotes <laughs> um free your mind don't Thank be don't be oppressed by yeah, the let me open myself up here. yeah don't don't be held down yeah. by the tyranny of literalism um you know, we're we're only we only get this you only get to do this once. Mm-hmm. You only get to once have a trio that's more maybe, than three. Maybe well, you know, I don't know. Who Ish. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who the fourth person is. The way I see it, there's a part of all of us in each other. There's three minds manifested in four bodies, you know, so <laughs> It's a trio. Okay, so um, where would they get information on it? Oh, okay, wow. Um, sorry. Um, if they wanted to find information on social media, they could go to at Prabir, RVA. That's P-R-A-B-I-R. RVA, Prabir RVA. Or uh, I guess go to the website, hiprabir.com. Hi, Prabir. Hi, Prabir. How are you? H-I-Prabir.com. Hi, Prabir.com. That's how you find me. That's usually how I'm found. And then everybody needs to check out Gallery 5 for sure. Absolutely. Gallery 5. lovely organization. Gallery5arts.org. It's been a pleasure finally meeting you in person. Thank you so much. Thank you. I can't wait to get earplugs for your show. All right. Look forward to it. (laughs) Thank you. Cheers. 
Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to us for the podcast on all the usual suspects. And of course, be sure to tune in every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch for Shaco Sessions Live. That's a wrap. <laughs>